This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo, author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. In discussing the offices which the Holy Spirit places in the church, Pastor Greg has been examining the office of the apostle, and specifically the 12 original apostles. The focus of the current sermon is the awesome power and authority displayed through these men. In the previous broadcast, Pastor had read the account from Acts chapter 3 of the healing performed through Peter and John upon the man at the temple gate who had been lame from birth. When we left off, Peter and John had been arrested and brought before the Sanhedrin, who commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John refuse to obey the Sanhedrin's command. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God. What was the result of the miracle? The man was made whole, the gospel was preached, and the man and the people gave glory to God. Certainly, this is not the work of the devil, because people are being set free, and it's being done in the name of Jesus. They all glorified God for what had been done. Verse 22, for the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. So he was lame, and they knew for many years he was lame. He's over 40 years old. He was lame from childhood, and now he walks. Now he's whole. So if there's a sickness or disease that's longstanding, if there's a disability that's longstanding, we shouldn't say, well, I'm just, this is just my cross to bear. I'm stuck with it. This man, it gave testimony to the glory of God like the blind man, whom the disciples say, why is he blind, for his sins or his parents? And Jesus said, for neither. This was for the glory of God. It gives glory to God. And we shouldn't think that just because something is longstanding, we cannot be healed. All the more God will receive the glory when salvation and healing come. And then they go back. And, you know, they've, they've been told now not to preach in the name. They said, we can't do that. And they just let them go. They don't know what to do with them because of the people. And they pray. They have this prayer that we've studied, starting at verse 23, for boldness. And I'm going to read from verse 29 of chapter 4. They pray, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word, the ministry of the word, speaking the word by the Holy Spirit with boldness, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They knew that the going forth of the word needed to be accompanied with signs and wonders, God stretching out his hand to heal because it got the attention. It showed the love of God. It wasn't just words. 
I didn't just come with words of wisdom, but with the power, Paul says, of the Holy Spirit. The faith is made real. The reality is shown by the signs and the wonders. This was the initial state of the church. This is what it was supposed to be like. This is the apostles having seen the resurrected Jesus, having been baptized at Pentecost in the Holy Spirit, in the place, the fullness of the position they should be in. And it was going wonderfully. The people were coming in. And they knew when they asked for boldness to preach that God needed to stretch out his hand to heal and that signs and wonders would be done not to glorify them, but to bring glory in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they prayed, verse 31, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. All filled with the Holy Spirit. The place, physical manifestation, the room is shaken like at the day of Pentecost and they had the boldness of God to speak his word. An answer to prayer, great power. And you read then uh, in verse 33, and with great power, right there, the apostles, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. They gave witness, they continued to testify, and they witnessed to the resurrection. They're proclaiming that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We understand that today. We accept it today as the foundation of Christianity. They're going out to a, a multitude whose leaders said, well, you know, the Roman soldiers uh, let somebody take him away in the tomb. And they got to tell them, no, we've seen him. We've touched him. He is risen. And when they say it, God testifies to it with power and signs and healings. And the people know this which is being told to them is true. It is of God. With great power, verse 33, with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Then you read in verse 34, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds for the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. So the believers were taking care of each other. Those who were rich, those who had lands, would sell them to help the others, and they would give it to the apostles to distribute. And Joses, that's a form of Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles. The apostles gave him a name even as Jesus changed uh, Simon's name to Peter. They now take and give him the name Barnabas, which translated is son of encouragement. And we'll see that ministry of encouragement that Barnabas has, especially in the case of who? Paul, right? A Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So he's of Cyprus. And we're not told when Barnabas is saved. We don't know if he was one of those who had been with Jesus who had seen the resurrection. We don't know if he was a man of Cyprus in for the Feast of Pentecost that heard the testimony of the apostles and, were, and was saved on the day of Pentecost. And it's a significant question 
Because later on, Barnabas will be called what? An apostle. Remember, there's different levels of the usage. We're looking now at the 12, like Matthias, men who had been with Jesus when he came in and went out from the very beginning for the baptism of John, who saw the resurrection, testified to the resurrection, that number 12 is so important, they are to testify to the nation of Israel. Then we'll go to those who were not with Jesus all the time, but saw the risen Lord, like Paul, right? And is Barnabas one of those? And then we go a step down, and we have the next generation, those in the office of an apostle who were not with Jesus, who might not have seen the resurrection, but carried down the apostolic teaching and tradition. And would Barnabas be in the second or in the third? We know Timothy's not in the second, and yet as an evangelist later on, he's included with the apostles. So Barnabas, the son of encouragement, sells land, brings it to the apostles. And then you have chapter 5, a very dramatic event. Uh, verse 1, but a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold the possession. Very good. And he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it, so they're in agreement on this, and he brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. And you have to understand when you read the whole context that it's not just that they're giving part of the proceeds. It's that they're claiming to do what Barnabas did and others have done. Hey, we sold everything and here it is. Rather than saying, look, we sold it, we're going to keep so much for ourselves and here's the other part for the church. Why? Because they want the praise. It becomes an act rather than a love to bring attention to themselves. Look what we've done. Look how good we are. And they do the same thing. They put it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, notice the anointing on Peter at this point. Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price, the price of the land for yourself? You're lying to the Holy Spirit. Well, why? Because the church is to be the embodiment, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you're looking to fool the people, if you're looking to fool the apostles who are anointed by the Holy Spirit, then you're attempting not just to lie to men, you're attempting to lie to God. You're lying to the Holy Spirit. This is the border between the reality, if God is real, he's real. Jesus is the Son of God. Every believer is to be filled with the Spirit. Church is not a social club. This is not just an activity where we feel good, sing some songs, we get together, we like each other, and some people try to look better than others and get attention and people say to them, oh, how wonderful you are. This is the reality of God. A man that was lamed was healed. Jesus Christ is risen, and if you're playing this game of church, which, by the way, if you think of modern-day society, how many millions of people play the game of church not knowing the Lord who purchased them? If you play this game, this is a terrible game to play. You're playing the game with God. This is a critical point at the very beginning of church history. And the Holy Spirit sees it as important, and obviously, how does Peter know this? He gets the word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, right? The Lord knows, and Peter, as one of the twelve, as the leader of the twelve, is anointed with this revelation, and he speaks, and notice the boldness he speaks with. Why did you keep back 
part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, while you hadn't sold it, was it not your own? Who's asking you to, to give it up? It's not communism. Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Couldn't you have done what you wanted with the money? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. It's the game they played with the money. We sold the field. Here it is all. And yet they can enjoy selling the land and still make it look like they've done this whole work for God. It's your land. It's your money. Just don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Don't lie to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. You talk about awesome power. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Great fear. This is a purpose of the Holy Spirit doing this. Peter didn't take him and kill him, right? The Spirit of God knocked him down dead. Great fear. We'll have to break from the sermon at this point. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the sermon next time. And again, let me encourage you to go to the church website at www.shiarjashub.org. Brothers and sisters in Christ around the globe are listening and learning about God's Word from the many programs in our audio library. How important it is to spend time in the Bible every day. And the 14-minute format is very easy to work into your daily plan. From topical studies to through the Bible teachings, you'll find messages that will expand your understanding and appreciation of God's work in the world and in your life. The address again is www.shiarjashub.org. May the Lord bless you as you serve Him.